0: And welcome back to 372 pages. We'll never get back. I am Condor Lestoka. joined here always by Mike Nelson. As we gear up to announce the 24th book we're covering on here, 24. How do you feel about that number, Mike? Does it set your pulse pounding?
1: Uh, because I am ready for book number four. I'm going to let Bonesaw take it from here. Bonesaw is ready. So. <laughs> Phone saw's ready. I'm ready. Let's do book number 24.
0: Yeah, let's do book number 24, which we're about to announce for the first time ever. It has never been an announcement we've made before. And uh, if you don't know what that means, then just keep on living your blissful little life, free of weird little interruptions that, uh, you know, potentially catastrophic consequences from them. Uh, I was uh, taking a long drive with Lauren uh, recently. We, We got a book on tape.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, or yeah,
0: which is a, uh, a good way to date yourself by instinctive way you refer to that thing, <laughs> <laughs> an audio book. They, they, there's been an audio book of a book that I've written and I still call it a book on tape. Uh, that, got- there's
1: one it may before that, that, that I, uh, annoy my wife with cause she still says this. She still says, um, I I need to put some tinfoil on that. I'm like, really? And I have a nephew who's, you know, like in his 20s or, well, 30s now, who still says that. And I'm always like, really? Are are we going to go back to the 19th century and begin using sheets of tin to cover food? They get so annoyed by it.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, the the prevalence of tinfoil hats probably keeps that one alive. That's true. Yeah. Was tinfoil notably different than aluminum foil?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I've not, I didn't live during
0: the. Era. Okay, I sure, sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, so on this audio book, we got yes. this audio book uh, uh, on the uh, the the clamshell like cassettes of like you know fourteen tapes you'd check out from the library before like a family vacation to the beach. What an odd sure those
1: super super thick like covers that would sort of snap open and the tapes would you know fall out and yes, and your dad yeah. would be
0: like, I-, I swear to God, if you lose one of those, those are like forty dollars to replace. <laughs> Uh, It was called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow It is a book that last year topped many uh, critics' uh, end-of-year lists Um, The reason I started uh, becoming interested in it is because a friend who uh, I went to high school with I've known him since elementary school Works at a production company, maybe Sony or something like that And they uh, acquired the rights to make the movie out of it So he's been sort of hyping it up
1: Does it have anything to do with Macbeth? Well, you'll get to that.
0: Oh, so far, no. And is that quote from Macbeth? Yes. Okay. There was a, I believe they did make a reference to someone being Lady Macbeth-ish, so that's a uh, little Easter egg for the uh, Beth heads out there. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's about video games. Um, you know, sort of peripherally, it's about a relationship between these these two people that make video games. So far, we, we've finished two-thirds of this book. It's probably uh, nine hours of listening so far. Not sure if we're going to finish the, the back half of it. Uh, wow.
1: Not sure you're going to crack open that third clamshell?
0: We don't really care for the people. We're, it, it's hard to say. However, uh, since it is peripherally about video games, there were times we were do- driving this car where I would be, you know, going... Seventy on the freeway and uh, almost hit the brakes because they said something that was so wrong. <laughs> really? <laughs> that? Uh, yeah. And so this was this was Amazon's number one book of the year. It's clearly been uh, you know published. It's like probably a top ten seller even now. But they just had some stuff that was was dead wrong, and some of it's nitpicky, you know, in a in a uh, like okay kind of way. But other stuff of it was just insane. So I wanted to take out my inner Klein, my inner Wade Watts. And just share some of them with you because I have nowhere else that I can I can share these things.
1: <laughs> wow, you're going to okay. So you're going to um actually uh, your book on tape,
0: a best se- really, yes a, a best selling book. Okay, but there has to be there has to be someone else that would have noticed this before. Because all right, this first one I think is sort of insane. This is a uh, young boy. He's playing. He's in a classic 80s uh, pizza parlor <laughs> slash arcade, and he's playing uh, Ms. Pac-Man. So let me see if even you, even you might might object to this one. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. the uh, boy tells his mom, if you eat the fruit, Sam said, you can kill the ghosts, but only for a little while. And if you don't time it right, the ghost can turn back and kill you. I, Do you remember that's Pac- not, Pac-Man? That's not true? No, no. The Pac-Man has the glowing power pill dots in the corner of the maze, that that's what turns you into the superpower. The fruit just sort of bounces around and gives you increasing amounts of points. You know, the cherry is the first one uh, that you get a strawberry oh, okay. a pretzel. All right. So, I mean, you know, that's 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 like just a... An, you know. <laughs> I'm sputtering with rage here that they didn't get this right. Well, there, you think of the... How many
1: hours for how many people... You know, add up all the people playing it versus all the hours and you've got millions and millions so that is a pretty big it's it's the equivalent of when they're showing a movie and then someone's on their computer and it's just like why, why don't you just show a re- real computer man we all know what they look like <laughs> yes why, why are you showing
0: this weird uh interface? overlay yes. yeah
1: interface <laughs> when you could just show it uh they don't do it as much anymore but uh but yeah same thing
0: okay Well, how about this? Uh, Mario 1. This is another classic uh, classic 80s video game. This is how the characters initially bond, playing this game in a hospital. Sadie was nearing the end of the level. What's the secret to landing high on the flagpole? You know, the way that you end every level of Mario. Mm -hmm. Hold down the run button as long as you can, then crouch down and jump just before you're about to fall, the boy said. Sadie slash Mario landed on top of the flagpole. Hey, it worked. There's just... (laughs) There's no aspect of, of crouching needed to do this. You, you run and you jump to, to land on the flagpole, which isn't really a secret in Mario. I, I, I think this might have been a bad idea to nitpick these to you. No, look, I did play that.
1: I'm texting him like, is that a thing? Right now. So, he's, so if you hear the little bings, so, that's him going.
0: <laughs> why you did you help? wake me up? He's saying.
1: Object strongly to that one. Oh, okay.
0: All right. How about this one? Uh, uh, she, my, my parents decided... Uh, okay, I was supposed to go to space camp in Florida this summer, but my parents decided I should stay home to keep Al company. Sadie ground-pounded a Goomba, one of the mushroom-like creatures that were abundant in Super Mario. Um, the ground-pound is a mechanic. I had to look this up. It was, just, it was introduced in Super Mario 64, She's stomping on these Goombas, but there was no, it's like a butt stomp in this thing. And uh, the last one that I'm going to bore you with before we announce this book that we're talking about, because that was sort of the whole point of this here, is a boy who is uh, in the midst of 1984 Olympic mania, mm-hmm. uh, USA Olympics. He's obsessed. He loves Mary Lou Retton. His mom's mm-hmm. like, do you have a crush on Mary Lou Retton? And he gets embarrassed. But he's talking about his grandmother. Bong Cha was a spectacular, aggressive driver. She had driven for a local moving company when she and Dong Hyun had first arrived in L.A., and she was known to the family for her epic parallel parking abilities. Sam said she drove like she was playing Tetris. So there's a chance that at the back third of this book, which I have not yet read, it's going to turn out that, like, maybe there is some sort of, you know, parallel reality where, like, this boy— knew about Tetris, which was introduced into the United States in 1989 with the release of the Nintendo Game Boy in 1984. Sure. However, however, I just think for the most part, I don't think that that's, uh, that's going to turn up. And maybe that's why uh, butt stomps were prevalent in the, uh, in the original Mario and uh, uh, you eat the fruit in Pac-Man to do the ghosts. But Hey. I just wanted to vent <laughs> Those
1: those are <laughs> this would be the equivalent of me like reading a book and um you know, Beethoven is in it and he comes to Salzburg and he and he meets um Mozart. You know, I would throw the book across <laughs> the room, of course.
0: And I would be like, hmm,
1: All right. Those guys probably <laughs> lived at the same time. Of course. Uh no. uh I I I understood Nearly all of those, except I didn't know that Tetris wasn't introduced till then, I have to confess.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I had to verify that, but I was pretty sure. I think that they was probably invented around then, but um, there's a whole new movie that just came out about them trying to smuggle it out of the country or something like that. So, um,
1: Does they, the music play during the entire movie? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, uh, but we do have to talk about this new book because yes, we've got to okay. get people yeah. reading it and we've got to annoy the guy who says, what does he say? Discussion of books starts at uh, um, yes. 9.34. <laughs> of right. Well, it's funny we talked about Ernest Klein um, because we've gotten our hands on his top secret manuscript for Ready Player Three. No, just kidding. Um, but this was a book that when it came out, many people were sort of like, uh, it's Klein adjacent. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of... That, uh, you know, epic awesome sauce nerd bait um, that, that he sort of uh, perfected and capitalized on. And uh, it's, it's again, it's, it's sort of this guy's armada, I guess. It's his follow up to a uh, book that was very popular, made lots of uh, end of best of lists, just like Ready Player One, just like Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Um, it then- was
1: it was very popular. Was was it as popular as Christ the Lord is risen today?
0: Wow, that's uh, that song had its big moment just a few days ago.
1: Uh, uh, I was thinking of you the entire time we went to uh, the Easter service. Went to the early one because we're old, and uh, uh, for about six minutes they noodled on the tune "Christ the Lord is risen today" before it even started. And I'm just like, all I can see is whoop. Uh, yeah, over and over again. Bri- Suits you know, like, of man, yeah. an
0: sir. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So we keep uh, side notes. Side all noting. my fault. Yes, the guy yeah, was about just... to type the time that this started. He's now deleting it in 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 rage. He's enraged. But so yeah, back in you know probably a decade ago, Andy Weir wrote uh, the Martian which was made into a movie with Matt Damon. I believe that movie was nominated for the uh, Best Picture Oscar. I saw it. It was it was fine. And uh, then a couple years later, he wrote, rewrote Artemis, which people were like, <laughs> nah, not as good. And that was one of the early books that people were writing in to tell us to do many years ago when we started this. We even did a poll. Uh, I don't remember what won the poll, but I think Artemis came in a, a heavy second years ago. And I think we are finally... Going to back to that well to, to do that book uh, because it's, you know, we haven't done one of these big published books in a while, you know, one that yeah, the, you know, the right. New York Times reviewed that topped its bestseller charts that the guy made a lot of money on. And it's, uh, you know, I don't think we need to – we're not trying to do this to, to – Punish these authors but it's been a little while since someone who was non-cozy someone who hasn't been dead for 90 years or ha- uh, has really been the, the focus of our podcast
1: right yes this is a uh, we're we're swinging big here this is a this is a big uh is this person
0: uh written anything after artemis i think they well that's a good question should we let me look into that right now um I don't think this derailed the career. Yes, he wrote one recently called Project Hail Mary. So that came out in 2021. Okay. Ooh, are you looking at Wikipedia? Wikipedia? No, just his—I uh, just his name. It popped right up. Oh,
1: if you look at uh, Wikipedia, he's got a photo there, which is kind of a rare thing in Wikipedia. So <laughs> someone owns it. He's uh, ooh, he's wearing a flat cap in a way that uh, it just doesn't look like he should be wearing a flat cap. Wow, I, I don't mean that to
0: be. <laughs> We've seeded the pot already. Uh, yeah.
1: Ooh, I, I urge you to look at it uh, and see what you think.
0: Uh, it, yeah, it looks like he's presenting at a panel, as uh, most Wikipedia things are. Either that, or you're looking. from the autograph table at comic-con uh very surprised that someone is about to take your photo before you're uh you know aware of it Um, (laughs) but uh, this is funny now that since we are at wikipedia i will just tell you this this is how his thing starts he's an american novelist and former computer programmer uh his 2011 novel the martian was adapted into the 2015 film of the same name and directed by ridley scott he received the john w campbell award for best new writer in 2016 and his novel in 2021, Project Hail Mary was a finalist for the Hugo Award. There's a book in the middle of there that uh, doesn't get mentioned in the, <laughs> in the thing there. And his notable works, it says, includes The Egg, The Martian, and Project Hail Mary. So it does not include Artemis. Um, so maybe that's a good sign for our purposes.
1: Wait, a, uh, here's, I'm just looking. In 2015, a fan fiction story written by Ware, Lacerro, was published in the 2016 edition of Ready Player One. <laughs> making what? it canonical to the book's fictional
0: universe. <laughs> what? Wow. Well, we'll have to dive into that. That sounds pretty impressive uh, as well. I do remember people mentioning that, that he had raw, uh, you know, written fanfic for Ready Player One. <laughs> and Artemis is a character in Ready Player One, right? Yes. So, I mean, I, look, we had, some, we had to, to deal, do this pretty quick, so I didn't look into Artemis as much as I probably should have. But I, that does sound familiar now that you mentioned it. Um, mm-hmm. It can't be a coincidence.
1: Okay. Oh boy. All right. Well, hold on to your socks. Yes. Here we go. Uh
0: and the main, you know, I think the uh a major critique about uh, Artemis was that it's this sort of uh just the same way that Ernest Klein did it where he's like uh I, you know, the uh computer programmer in his uh you know, middle-aged man. We'll write the, uh, the tale of this hot young woman who's about to do this <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe doesn't nail it the exact way that you would think you would be supposed to. <laughs> so that's exciting to me uh, to get to read that. Um, the fact that he's uh, yeah, written his own Ready Player One fanfic is uh, even, even better. If, those two, if we could find a photo of these two guys, it would make my day
1: is she i mean she's she's hot but she probably has a flaw (laughs) other people can't
0: see her hotness
1: but the computer programmer he can
0: maybe his fanfic is just an alternate reality where where wade finally meets artemis irl and uh sees her uh slight blemish that she had on her face and just like is unable to, he just vomits immediately, and, and it's like one of those, you know, gags from a, a 90s sketch show where this the vomit is like coming out the hose right. Right for eight, five straight minutes. Right. That would endear me to him. Anyway, uh, Artemis by Andy Weir is, uh, it's, you know, it's on the longer side of things we've done recently, but uh, I think it will, will make for good reading, and uh, <laughs> we'll get to see uh, how convincing his depiction of his main character is.
1: And I'm assuming this will be readily available, uh, you know, a follow-up like that. I'm sure they uh, they did a, a an enthusiastic first printing of it. Oh, yeah. This has got to yeah. be one. Either
0: get, get it in the beach house that you rented or uh, hopefully get a trade paperback for a couple bucks on Amazon.
1: I remember there was a time where, what, what was it, probably like the client or something where... Uh, you know, you'd get on a city bus and have to, like, move seven copies of The Client. Like, God <laughs> damn, this thing is just everywhere. They overprinted this. People don't care. They were leaving it in airports. It was like you had to step over them.
0: <laughs> Grisham! <laughs> yeah, readily available. You can get it fused for uh, under 4 bucks. Kindle version is 5 bucks. So no excuse not to read along with this one, you weirdos. Buy a flat cap
1: and... Uh, Put on a weird shirt. Nah, I don't want to see this shirt. Never mind. I take it back. It's just rubbing me the wrong way. I'm just staring at it. It's rubbing me the wrong way.
0: Flat cap's like a a, a newsy kind of cap? Is that what Well, they yeah, newsies are a little poofier, right? Okay. This
1: is kind of that flat cap. Uh, you know, it has the look of uh, a Greek fisherman's cap. Kind okay, of, yeah, yeah. Which, you know. It's really hard not to punch someone who wears one of those who isn't a Greek fisherman.
0: Well, all right, we're already uh, we're already getting violent with this author. We haven't read a single word of his. Uh, I'm sorry, of his follow-up book. Sorry, this
1: is, uh, my opinions do not reflect both hosts. Three hundred and seventy-two pages.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as he doesn't uh, get any facts wrong about uh, Dig Dug, I will be happy to uh, not. Know. Yeah, <laughs> mine are far more on the surface. So. <laughs> Uh, well, that's exciting. I uh, hope there are no skeletons in his closet that will cause us to uh, immediately recant this. But uh, other than that, this should be a fun one. Thanks to everyone who listened and bear with us as we took our time picking this one. But uh, I'm excited about it. It should be a lot of fun.
1: I am too. And it was a long time coming and you voted for it. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah. It's on you, weirdos. <laughs> All right. <That's> so long. <laughs> Bye.